Hey, Life Group Leaders and Hosts. We are in week four of our Life Group Leader and Host Guide on the special teaching that Pastor Nate has for us in Psalm 9. Before we jump into the group discussion, uh, you have a chance to ask this icebreaker question. Uh, Kind of a silly one this week. What are some of the wildest animals you've ever touched? Uh, this question will certainly reveal some wild stories among your group members. Unless someone has been in a lion's den or handled a dove, there might be limited spiritual applications for this question, but it could go in a lot of fun and different directions, allowing you to get to know your group members a little bit better. All right. So after you have fun with the icebreaker question, take some time to pray and then to read the passage from this Sunday sermon in Psalm 9. Uh, You always have the option to ask question one, which is what stood out to you in this section of scripture or from Sunday's sermon. Um, This is a great way for you to actually touch on a lot of the different aspects of the sermon that may or may not be included in the questions that are below. But it also might lead you to talk about all of the questions that are below. So it's a great question that you can use or bypass depending on the leading of the Holy Spirit and your um, indications of your group dynamic that week. All right, question two. What do you understand about the spiritual warfare we are in as modern Christians? How do the truths in Psalm 9 empower you to overcome? So the purpose of this question is to help the members discuss and ultimately leave with a better understanding of what spiritual warfare really is. Uh, Psalm 9 presents a unique opportunity for the modern believer to consider the spiritual battles, battles we are in. Just as David describes the enemies that surround him in a physical sense, Pastor Nate proposes that we view this psalm through our present day experiences. While we may not be in hand-to-hand combat with another warrior, the battle for our souls is very real. The more we understand the reality of spiritual warfare, the better we can be equipped to be victorious in Christ. Pastor Nate also concluded his message by tying in the truths we've been learning in Jonah, describing how seeing a balanced picture of God's nature, both his mercy and his justice, uh, seeing this balanced picture allows us to be better equipped for battle. One could argue that Jonah made room for the evil one to distort his view of God as he leaned further off balance in his understanding of who God really is, in his understanding of both his mercy and his justice. This example further illustrates our need for a proper working theology of our Lord and Savior in order to be effective on the battlefield. We're empowered to overcome the more we know the Lord and the more his spirit moves within us. So within your group, each member is going to have a different experience with spiritual warfare. Some may have a deep understanding and experiences with it, while others may be really hearing about this concept for the first time here. So be sure to be gracious and sensitive to where each member is at on the issue as you navigate this conversation. Okay, question three. What evidence do you see in Psalm 9 or your life of God's praiseworthiness? So the goal of this question is to extract the reasons why God is worthy of praise, both from this week's scripture passage and from testimonies of our own experiences. So according to Psalm 9, God is praiseworthy because he is our rescuer who is victorious on our behalf. This is found in verses 3 through 6. He's also praiseworthy because he is the righteous judge of all evil according to verses 4 through 8. And he is a stronghold for us during times of trouble. Look at verses 9 and 10. Your group could discuss the value and comfort of knowing these aspects of God's justice 
and character. Having this conversation on a theological level would naturally lead you into one filled with praise. Additionally, we may also have our own testimonies of times when God proved himself praiseworthy in our lives. It could be an example of something as simple as giving us a particular spiritual gift, or it could be something as powerful as healing a relative from cancer. Whatever the example is, pointing to specific times of God's favor and faithfulness toward us is a powerful experience. As facilitators of the discussion, be sure to come up with at least one example of your own so the group can follow your lead. Question four, what evidence do you see in Psalm 9 or your own life of God's trustworthiness? So this is a similar question to the one we just asked, but with examination of a different portion of God's character. So the goal of this question is to identify reasons that we can trust God based on the scripture and on our own personal experiences. According to Psalm 9, God can be trusted because he has not forsaken us. Look at verse 10. He avenges and does not forget us. Look at verse 12. He has made himself known to both the redeemed and the rebellious people. Look at verses 16 to 18. And he is above mere men. Look at verse 20. Seeing these truths in God's word is powerful and brings security to our hearts. Discussing them with fellow believers in Christ grants us strength and dignity that is foundational to our faith. Just as we can testify to God's praiseworthiness, we can testify to his trustworthiness. Encourage your group to share stories about times when they trusted God despite the odds. Discover how they have matured through these times of trusting God by asking follow-up questions and revealing testimonies of your own as well. All right, last question, number five. In what ways can you make a commitment to praise God this week? Who can you share the good news of the gospel with? So the goal of this question is for your group members to choose specific ways that they would like to commit to praising God this week and in the future. Pastor Nate provided several ways that we can praise God in his sermon based on Psalm 9. We can praise God with thanks. We can praise God with our whole heart. We can praise God by recounting his deeds. We can praise God with singing, and we can praise God by telling others. Some of your members may identify with one fashion of praise over another. Whatever way that they identify with more, be sure to encourage them to lean into and further develop this discipline. If there are areas they feel less confident in, encourage them to try a new method of praise this week and or consider how they can be more balanced in their approach to worshiping God in these ways. One of the most important aspects of praising God is telling others about him. Sharing the good news of the gospel with those who do not yet know Christ is an ultimate example of praising God, and we can only hope to love him so much that we can't help but tell others about him. Encourage your group members to pray over specific individuals this week, asking the Lord to reveal himself to this individual. Whatever the applications may be with this question, encourage your group towards living out God's word, reminding them that it's his Holy Spirit that empowers and equips us to follow his word. And of course, be prepared with a couple of application points you can share to get things started. Our prayer application for this week is quite simple. Please pray for believers in our church and believers around the world to overcome in spiritual battles and proclaim the good news of the gospel. You could consider praying some of these scriptures over one another and or over our church. John 10.10, Romans 8.37, 2 Corinthians 10.14, Galatians 5.17, Ephesians 6.11-18, Colossians 2.15, and 1 Peter 5.8. Our leadership notes this week are about leading in prayer. 
Prayer is so much more powerful than we even know, and I'm sure that your group has seen God answer a prayer or two as you commit approximately 30 minutes to it in the group meeting each week. And of course, this varies by group, but we always have prayer as a part of our life group meetings because it's a practice that's vital to both our individual and our corporate relationships with God and with one another. When we pray to God, we can expect him to hear us and to answer us. Look at 1 John 4, 14 through 15 for more on that. Above all else, we as leaders have a responsibility to pray. I often ask myself this question, if I'm not praying for my life group leaders and members, then who is? It's the most profoundly simple gift we can give to our members and to the Lord as we commit to praying over one another. I encourage you to consider what kind of rhythms of prayer you can create in your life to pray over your group. What day of the week can you pray for certain individuals? Can you pray over the request from the week before? And are there additional prayers that you can pray for the health and growth of your group? In what ways can you model a meaningful prayer life for your group members? I hope these questions and thoughts do not discourage you in any way, but that they give you only encouragement to run to the Lord in prayer. As you lead in prayer, you give the opportunity for your group members to follow. And as they follow, we will see more and more disciples of Christ turning to him for the answers of life's questions and seeking his guidance for life's challenges. And this is what we want for our church. So my prayer for you as leaders this week is that the Holy Spirit would move in your heart and draw you into a new or deeper habit of prayer. All right, we also have a couple of announcements for you as leaders. And I want to just take time in this guide to mention it because uh, we're shifting gears a little bit at our mid-quarter check-in. We're going to meet everybody together on October 23rd and have a time of encouragement as a collective and then also in our coaching groups. So we'd love to have as many of you come on Sunday, October 23rd from 1230 to 1:30 p.m. Snacks and childcare will be provided and additional information will come very soon. Um, I thank you so much for all the work that you're doing uh, in your life groups and just the ways that you are honoring the Lord with your service. So uh, have a great meeting this week and we'll see you again soon.